This, 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 this is mythical. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast for two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we are taking you to the summit. We're taking you to the peak. We're giving you a peek behind the scenes at the YouTube Summit. This is an invitation-only event that usually happens annually, depending on what's happening with like global medical pandemic crises. I think it came to a stop, but uh, they 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 gave us an invitation this year. Are we year, authorized to talk about this? And we went. I think we we're are never going to be invited again. I think we're not supposed to talk about it. But the stuff that we're going to talk about, yeah, no, we're, we're not. Gonna, we're not going to. We're not gonna talk about anything that we shouldn't talk about. We're just gonna kind of relay our. I'm gonna talk about everything okay. that I experienced, um, and I want you to hear about it because you know what? These are like um, the YouTubery of YouTubest of the YouTube. I, I, there's probably some sort of threshold of people they invite because they only have a certain capacity for people to come to this thing, and it's probably like a. I don't know. You gotta, you've gotta really be successful on YouTube. I mean, well, there's some criteria that they didn't tell us about, but I'm glad we were invited. Everyone, and there everybody is, that every, we, is succeeding on YouTube. Everybody that we we, we talked to there, that we, if I didn't know them or if I didn't know them, it turns out that they're all successful and catastrophically uh, popular. Catastrophic. I think the right it's different. It was different stages. It depend that you know. It was interesting, and that's one of the things that I. The reason. Uh, I was uh, I was saying, hey, why don't we talk about this on the podcast? Is because I find myself talking like I'm catching up with friends, and it's one of the first things that comes to mind because right, it's an interesting thing that we went it's to. A, it's and we a met weird some event. Interesting people, and it's just one of those things that uh, happens just because of the job that we have, yeah, an experience that we only can have because of this weird career that we have chosen, and the fact that this career has gone unexpectedly well. <laughs> and there's know? not another event that we can attend as creators that's like this because, and I, I mean, they, this may be the seventh year that they've done it. And again, during the pandemic, for two years they didn't do it, but like seven years ago was the first one, which we, we were invited to that one. Um, I think I think we've always been invited, but we've only been able to go to like the very first one. We wanted to go to some other ones. We're busy men, Link. And then this is we're like we finally were able to with our schedule say we could do it because it was in Palm Springs. But the way that they do oh, it, can you say that? I just did, man. I don't know if you can even say that where it was. I think we're gonna bleep that out. Palm Springs. Oh, another bleep. Palm Springs. Oh, they, that one they had to bleep out and put a black spot over La, your face. That was two long beeps. Before we talk about but that. But hold on, but, what I was trying oh, to, okay. say to say was something. the thing that's weird about it and different about it is they don't 
let you bring your people. You know, whenever you become a successful creator, you surround yourself with people. You have agents, you have managers, you have all types of um, people doing all types of things. Representation. Talk to the people. Talk to my hand. You know, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, none of that. So it's, you know as a creator you're going into this space where the only people who aren't creators are, well, they're YouTube employees. And it turns out that they're gonna really wanna talk to you about making shorts, <laughs> which we, I guess we can talk about that later. But my point is you can rub shoulders with other creators, get to know them, and, it's, and there's less pretense because you don't, there's not a lot of people at the party, so to speak, who want something from you. You, once you get, traction on the internet and you start to go to like business throne parties. Mixed company. You go to mixers, there's some creators there but then there's everybody else who's trying to get in on that action and have these conversations that they want something from you. They want you to be involved in something, they want, they want to go into business with you. They have business cards. They have business cards. We don't carry business cards. So they, YouTube has done a good job of creating a space where you can just talk to other creators and you know that there's much less pretense. When they, when you talk to other creators, they're asking us questions, we're asking them questions. It's a lot more sincere it, and you don't really have to think as much, what do, what do they get out of this conversation? Mm -hmm. Why am I bored to tears and I can't get out of this conversation after being in it for 40 minutes? I mean, there are some creators that, uh, that I'll see at a, at a event like this, and we have, and like, we've got an ongoing conversation about something that isn't even related to our careers at all. That we kind of pick up and keep talking about. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to talk. I'm not. That's just private stuff. But like, it's just cool to have friends in the space to kind of like catch up and commiserate. Uh, yeah, well, and just like connect with somebody who there's a there's a select group of people in the in the world who understand what we're the, the job that we're trying to do firsthand you know firsthand and it's just it's cool to get to talk to them because we don't we don't we're not part of the scene like we, we don't hang out with a bunch of youtubers nope. there's a bunch of youtubers in LA we don't hang out with them because just be honest we don't hang out with many people at all nope. because we do a lot of work and, and a lot of familying Mm -hmm. um, and I love it. That so we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about that. But I do I did want to ask you a question. I wanted to catch up with you because I did oh. see that uh, Dr. Emily Morse, uh, sexpert, who we had on the show. If you do recall during our episode of Sex Timber, where we talked to her uh, and maybe mentioned some contraptions that go into certain places on your body, I was the first to break the seal on that. Well she explained that she had some things that she may send us. And I will say that we received those things. Uh, and I'm, you know what? I, I feel like I'm not even gonna describe what it is because if you wanna go listen to Sex Timber, you can. And I don't necessarily right. wanna make this I don't this wanna a, put a disclaimer on this I don't wanna have episode. to put a disclaimer on this, but I just wanna ask you, we received some things and have you received, have, have you fully received the thing that you received yet? Thank you for asking. Um, Cause I have. <laughs> I, that night, I that night I tested it out. I'm different than you. I was like, this needs to be. It was sitting over there on the counter in my bedroom. This has to be for a special occasion. Which my wife was out of town. <laughs> I was. Serious? I just felt like a droid just trying on a new part. Listen, 
I, I have, <laughs> I've set an appointment to, to try it out. Oh, and a, with a doctor? <laughs> I need to have proper supervision. I'm serious, dude. Why are you laughing? You, well, you mean that you have set a time with you and your wife to be like, we're this, we're, they're gonna try this. Yeah. Uh, I haven't told well, her what, that yet. Have you put it on the calendar? Is yeah. it on our shared calendar? It's not on your <laughs> your blank wrist that you keep looking it's at. It's just an expression, man. It's, it's All, not the 50s. Here, here's the thing. All expressions started with a reality. So when I look at my watch as a joke, it's not that I think that I have a watch on. It's that it's just a, I'm doing a, I'm doing a time joke. This is a, I mean it's a joke. It's so funny. I mean, this is why you need a, this is why you need to watch watch your biscuits as long as, as well as listen to it. Well, it comes out on video later. Oh, I just came, can't it, wait. It came right out because I used loop. So I will. I I I believe that I will have. She sent lube as well. A report. We don't have to bleep lube, do we? Just don't keep saying it. Um, lube can be like getting an oil change, man. Jiffy lube. You don't have to bleep that. <laughs> uh, Not a sponsor. Yeah, Christy and I are going on a getaway, and I, I'm oh, I'm bringing it. Taking it on a getaway. Okay. All right. That's probably a good idea. I I'll I will let you know. When when I try to take some video, uh, Face, FaceTime. Me. So yeah, I, I'll get I'll get back to you on that. Okay, all right. Emphasis on the back. I'm glad we could catch up about that. I'm feeling a, a little sluggish. We just took a little trip across town. Um, I don't know when this is coming. We don't out. do those a lot. Uh, speaking of YouTubers, mm-hmm. got to hang out with our our boys Ryan and Shane over at Watcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're doing, you know, they're all on our channel, we're on their channel. I don't, uh, yeah, that doesn't, I don't think it comes out until November though. So get ready for that. Yeah, there's a little preview. Set yourself an appointment, you know what I'm saying? Some some things you gotta work up to. You just can't go home that night and just watch us on that channel. You gotta build up to it. Right. You gotta, get, you gotta loosen up, you gotta be relaxed. Yeah. You gotta be in the right frame of mind. It depends on your personality. Uh, but I will say that while we were on the other side of town, uh, I remembered, that and Jenna was with us, so it was the three of us. I remembered a place that Josh had recommended. Now, Josh, of course, is uh, one, a foodie, one of the culinary experts around here. And he's a mythical chef, which means a fake chef, I guess. No, he's very much a real chef. He's and real. He has never led me wrong mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, a, a recommendation in this town. That you know, I I love this town. One of the many reasons is all the food, and we were it's crawling with I, food. So I just wanted to say I felt like I built that up because Josh built it up for me. You may remember that episode of of what's the show that we made, Good Mythical Morning, where we had corn smut, which is essentially a fungus that grows on corn, and it has like a truffle like flavor, and there's a different a different name for it. I can't remember the name of it, but corn smut is sort of the rough slang name for it. And this place, the chef at this, what essentially is a taco stand, um, where all the seating is outside. It's called Bees, B-E-E-S. Yeah, yeah, just like a flying bee. Tacos. Taqueria, is that how you say that word? Yep. Am I saying that right? Um, and the, so this place, they do the corn smut, and then what is the word? Did I eat corn smut? No, so they don't do, he the chef does essentially like a coursed out dinner. I don't know if he still does this, but he does like a coursed out dinner 
of that's a corn smut like tasting and he incorporates it into all the tacos. But you have to that's like he only does like one a day, certain days of the week or something. He has to call way ahead of time. I like Jesse and I went down there one time because on Josh's recommendation and we were gonna have the corn smut thing and he was like, Oh, only that's one table a night and you have to call like a month ahead of time. And he goes, <laughs> Now that I'm talking about it, it may be longer than that. Um but anyway, I wanted to make sure y'all got got a taste of these tacos, which I just think that they're like the best tacos in town. I mean, they were really good tacos. I, I feel a little weighed down though, because you yeah. stopped short on your third taco, and I wasn't prepared for another taco. But you, when ate you stopped it. short. My mind, my one part of my brain said, "Just have a bite," and then my body said, "Eat the whole taco," and I did. I noticed that you started like. I took a couple bites and then I was like, this is my third taco, who am I fooling? I'm not going here, Yeah, I'm done, I'm listening to my body. And then I said, would you like the rest of my taco? Oh, you Listening to your body tells you to stop eating? Yeah. Your I body's mean, saying the opposite of what my body's saying. It's called saying. being full. And then. My body's like, bring it. So I give it to you and I, I, I noticed that you started eating off side. of the other side. Because that was my way of saying, I'm not gonna eat all the way through the taco to I get to Link's border. Right, where my I'm, mouth is. I'm been. creating a rep border on this side of the taco. So I, I thought, I, I, I just assumed that you were gonna leave a sliver Stop. between I assumed my, as well. la my last That's bite and your I, last bite. I assumed as well. This is <laughs> how know, my brain works. I actually made it easier for you to stop because there was a border. And even if it was just a sliver, that would have been a little something. But then I look back a, a lightning clap later. It's all gone. And it was gone. And then I, I guess at, it's the thunder that I claps, but you know what I mean. Plate. And Jenna had uh, essentially done the same thing as you, she, but she had created a Jenna border on all three tacos and had used discipline to stop on all her tacos. And at this oh, point, really? my, body said, yeah, yeah. my body said, finish Jenna's tacos too. <laughs> But I thought you were, I was like. Did you do that? No, no, because my brain at that point kicked in and said, you do not need to do that. You've got a podcast to make. But I'm still you don't a little. Seem, you don't seem weighed down. I'm a little sluggish. I mean, if, yeah, yeah. a little sluggish. After that, after I was, you know, after I had dealt with uh, Dr. Emily's gift and um, had an extra, extra half taco. I gotta tell you, I, I mean, I was, you know, there was a little cup of beans and I think that, hurt me cause like I was in pain all the way home. <laughs> I didn't wanna tell you guys, but like no, I was that, in a lot of pain. That wouldn't be from, I don't think you can, beans are gonna have a gaseous effect within literally yeah, within minutes. But, yeah, they do though. It was 20 minutes. I don't know, we need to Google that. I feel better now. Ear Biscuits is supported by AC Pro. It's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows out hot. Air. The issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with an AC Pro. Okay. Um, I, how, how did you, what was your um, disposition entering into the, the YouTube Creator Summit? Because um, go, going in as what you might call an OG, 
You know, you're, yep. you're going in as one of the guys that's been doing this a very long time. Yeah, there w- there weren't that many people who were there at the first one seven years ago, and uh, I know Hank was there, Hank Green. Yeah. Um, there's a few other people. Uh, I just can't remember them all. My mindset was, you know, I was looking forward to it. You know, it was, I didn't have to get on a plane. We just drove to Palm Springs, mm. which is not a, it's not a great drive. I mean, you come out of LA and you think you can go to Palm Springs and it's like an hour and a half and then you, you Google it and it says, it, it can take anywhere from two to four and a half hours to get to Palm Springs. Like, there's just something about the way that the traffic flows out of LA at any time. I'm talking about two o'clock in the afternoon on Going a what? East. Tuesday? Going east out of town. On a Tuesday in the middle of the afternoon. It's always crazy. It could take, it could take over twice as long. Could take four and a half hours. I would say and that's happened to me. Going before. any direction, because I've I've gone south before, like trying to get to San Diego, and then you don't leave before noon on a Friday. But it, we didn't have to get on a plane though. Six hour drive or something crazy like that. You get caught up in. I was pretty excited. You know, I think um, I can I can get in a mode to be social. Oh, well, that, uh, that's an understatement. But <laughs> well, you know, so it's like. I kinda, I don't feel like, I feel like I can turn on being an extrovert. There was a certain point in the, let's see, so it was, we got there that afternoon, there was a mixer that night, you, you know, you stay that night, and it's all the next day, and then another night, and then the next day, it's like a half day worth of programming. So we had two nights, uh, one full day, and then and a half day. So you can. So at a certain in, point, in I mind, had to take an. I had to go to my room for like an hour during the day and like take a nap. But other than that, I was in like, I was in what you might call link mode. I wouldn't call it an on switch. I would call it the dial broke and and the dial came off. You 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 call this an on and off. I well, call, I consider it an on. Well, listen. And then the dial is broken. I here's what I did. You know, I t- I I. I considered you, which meant that like, I was like, you know what? Whenever we enter into like a mixer or something like that, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go this way, you can go that way. You know, I just feel like I can give you a little space, you know? Cause uh, I mean, at, at, yeah, definitely at, at, at one of the people that we met that I like hit it off with, the long snapper, We'll talk more about later. Uh-huh. Uh, we were hanging out, and then like the next morning, we were hanging out again at breakfast. And in the middle of our conversation at breakfast, he said, "Are you always like this?" <laughs> <laughs> and I like took it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Because he kind of had this smile on his face. He was like, are you always like this? And I'm like. And what did, he, did you say, what do you mean by this? I said, what you see is what you get. That's what I said. What I didn't want to explain that like, well, you know what? I don't get out much and I don't make new friends and this is, this is, a, this is a fun environment. Hold on, that's how you would explain it? I don't get out much and I don't really meet people very often. So. I, don't, I can't sustain this level of energy if we had like an ongoing friendship but like over the course of like a, oh. a retreat, I'm bringing, I'm bringing my energetic, I'm bringing my enthusiasm to this space because I legitimately 
was excited about connecting with people who spoke our language and um, I w- they were interested in me, I was interested in them and uh, but I do it, was, think people, it, was, it was fun. I think people might be surprised and incidentally, when we got to the uh, first sort of gathering that night and you were like, you went to the bathroom um, immediately <laughs> and I was like. You always go to the bathroom first. Well, I didn't because you can you can pee and you can look in the mirror. Okay, and I, I, I don't like do I don't like one. I don't like showing up at a place and walking around and talking to like five people and then having to pee and then looking in the mirror and realizing that there's something fundamentally wrong with my face. Well, that might not be a you can't change that though. What do you mean? <laughs> no, I mean like it's not I guess unfundamentally something that is easily preventable, but, but no you, one had the heart to tell me because I was sparing you. You would have told me, but like, you know. But when you made that decision, I mean, for, we didn't talk about it, but I, I do think that for the most part. You're saying when I decided to go to the bathroom? I, I, went, I just went to the party and just yeah, started yeah, yeah. talking to people. Uh, because I do think that, well, because you said you framed it at the beginning as if you were like, I'm gonna go over here. I'm, but I was, oh, but I, yeah. I, we didn't discuss that. That was my frame of mind as well. Not just because I knew you were gonna be in link mode and there's only so much room for that. Um, which is true, but it was more like we get a lot more out of this experience right, when right. we divide and have multiple conversations with people and get to know each other, get to know more people. Yeah, and then we come back together and we we trade notes. And sometimes you'll have an interaction with somebody a little bit later than me, and then they will realize that they've had the exact same conversation with both of us, only separated by time because we're us. Maybe that's not the case though. I think that's less and less well, the case. Okay, then let's talk about, we can. one of the things we can talk about is what do we talk to people about? And then see if we were giving people the same experience. Like I talked to this one couple who um, they were asking me, they knew I had kids, they don't have kids. And they asked me, should I, should I, should we have kids? And I'm like, don't put me in this position. This is like, this is like the most fundam, fundamental, talk about fundamental question that you can ask a person. I mean, like this is your entire life trajectory. You're putting it in my hands? Like I'm not, I, I can't tell you whether you should have children I or have not. I have a very interesting POV on this conversation. And so I'm like, I'm like, listen. Uh, and they were like, well, I mean, just t- tell us your perspective. I was like, Oh, I have the answer. I'm just not gonna tell you because I don't want to be the one who told you what you should do and then you do it and then your life is either amazing or screwed up. I mean, it's like, don't put this on me. And I think that's when you walked up and I was like, you know what, you take it from here. Is that what happened? Yeah, and so. So what did you tell them? They asked, so here, this is exactly what happened. So they said, um, we're gonna ask you a question that we just asked Link. And then they asked the question, should we have kids? And the first thing I said is, well, what did Link say? And then I think the exact words were, he got very belligerent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, a, I was, don't put me in that position. Like, that's like, what I'm talking well, about. You're the gonna, di- you're the gonna dial, slough. the dial being broken. You're gonna shirk your, your being, responsibility on me. It's like, being interpreted. If you're as asking me, if you should have children, 
then no, no, you shouldn't. Don't, I mean, we barely know each other. Um, I think I think the question that they were asking, and this is how I answered the question, was you have kids, what is your perspective on having kids and what would you say to someone of our age who is considering it? So I just asked, after I asked them what did Link say, just because I wanted to see what they would say and hoping for an answer like the one I they got. They use the word belligerent? Yeah. Um, That's a little harsh. The uh, I said, okay, well, I said something like, what do you value? You mm. know, like what uh, what is it that you think you're after? Okay. With considering children and like what is your what do you like about your life right now? Because I was like, you ask me this question, I'm a guy who comes from a very particular background where I was on a very particular plan where having children very soon into a very young marriage was part of the formula. It that was I not was a following. decision. It wasn't even a decision. Right. And now here's all the benefits I have of being a 44, now 45, probably by the time you hear this, um, year old man with an adult child and a, and, a, and a teenage child and now I'm getting, I'm still young and I'm getting ready to have some fun, man. You know, the people we were talking to were younger than us but older than we were when we decided to have kids. So And, and so then they were like, well, we feel like we've kind of like traveled everywhere that we want to travel. We're actually kind of looking to sort of settle down. I was like, well, that's it, you know, I'm not saying you should have kids, but the fact that you're that you're thinking about settling down, sometimes growing a family is part is part of that process. So that's the way I interacted with the question. It wasn't um I think that we we gave him the old one two punch. One two punch, <laughs> baby. See, I let him know that like this is not something to take lightly. Yeah, yeah, you and really set it up for me. I really set it up. Yeah, for you. I'm I, glad I walked up. I was messing with him, but <laughs> I know I, you. Were but I also with him. felt like because I didn't know them. It wasn't like the first time we ever met. What's wrong with this guy, who I've never met? Like I've had many endearing interactions with this couple. Uh, yeah, like right before the pandemic, I saw him at a noodle shop. That was the first thing we talked about. Mm. Um, and that's you, why they, because it was me. Ha, should we have these noodles? It was me, Christy, and Lando, so they met Lando, and uh, so they kind of knew. So they saw what the family looks like. They saw, well, they saw part of it. I got two other whole children that yeah, weren't they there. They saw enough. Saw enough. To draw a conclusion. So it wasn't like, who's this crazy person? Like, are you always like this? Um, they didn't ask me that. Yeah, that are was the being... person you had just met. <laughs> yeah, so your yeah, yeah, story's yeah. not really adding up here. <laughs> I mean, listen, I knew these guys, unlike the other people that I went up to that I didn't know. <laughs> Um, well, my approach with people was, uh, well, first of all, I, I gotta say, I'm sure you experienced the same thing. There is this, there's always a question when you enter an environment like this, and of course, there's the people that we know and we have been friends with for some time and have been in this business for a long time and they were pretty well represented there, like the Hank Greens of the world. Not to say not to say that Hank Green is a genre of person, but you know what I'm saying people who've been on this platform for a long time. Yeah, like he is one in a he is one of a kind. Every time I see Hank, I'm like, you are such a genre. <laughs> um, but to have the people that I did not recognize come up to me and say, "Hey, I've been watching you since I was eight. <laughs> I literally right. had a person say that. I've been watching you since oh, yeah. I was eight years old, and then yeah. I had many others say, I've been watching you since middle school. Right, and they're like uh, 18, 20, 22, 24. Um, 
But it was cool because, you know, you never know. Like this is a big world that right. is, you, there's con you don't have to get a license to upload a YouTube video. You don't have to pass a test. You just start doing it. So the trust the, me, the entry point is, you know, point of entry or whatever the barrier to entry is non-existent. So, but the people who've gotten to the place where they've quickly grown a platform, it was just cool to be like, hey, they're coming up to me and they're asking me questions. Like that was something that happened. Lots of people asking questions. Like, so, like how how you're still making videos? Like, how are you still how are you still making videos? <laughs> how are you still relevant? Like, that hurts. I heard you guys have built a big business. Like, how did you do that? So, I would enter into that kind of conversation, uh, but. Most of the time, what I was trying to do is just—I mean, I didn't—I don't watch enough. I don't watch very much YouTube, yeah. and I don't—and I definitely don't. I like most people that I was meeting were new to me. Their content was new to me, completely new to me. Oh yeah. So I would always be like, "Well, tell me about your channel. What do you do? What's your content?" Ear Biscuits is supported by Live Nation. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, yeah. Alanis Morissette, okay. Cage the Elephant. Why not? Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Yeah, that's not what I do. What I did was, so I was sitting down at another time and there was this like young guy I would say, I don't know, 21. Could have been, could have been younger. Um, and I had seen his content. And I said, uh, a, a little bit of it. And I said, you know what? I, I love your content. You're like doing, doing the lifestyle vlogging thing, like you and your girlfriend. I just wanted to show him like, I know what's up with you. And he was like, uh, I, me and my girlfriend, I was like, yeah, you and you, well, I was like, she's in a lot of the thumbnails. And he was like, you got the wrong guy. that's me, that's a character I play. Oh. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been watching real close. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great there, I mean, you are, I think, she's, I think she's I'll, great. I think I'll stick with my method. <laughs> yeah, and then I ended up explaining I was like, you know, the truth of the matter is, I have watched your content, but I'm getting you confused with somebody else because, yeah. and I was explaining the, because he was a, a mythical accelerator candidate. You know what? And I'm sitting there like, we're trying to invest oh, yeah. in- You and your girlfriend. We're, we're really, trying to- We're really excited about you and your girlfriend. <laughs> we're trying to invest in creators and like, so <laughs> there's people who look at creators and Maybe say- Maybe we should have stuck this, together. This person is interesting. Maybe we should and, have stuck together. And uh, you should check them out. Do you want us to follow up? And I'm like, I just look at the channel, I look at stuff and I'm like, yeah, follow up. You should write a book called How to Dig a Hole Immediately and then try to get yourself out of it throughout this conversation. It's fun, it's uncanny, dude. man. It's fun, like, you know, it. there's a post-pandemic part of this that's like, I've been fucking cooped up, okay. you know, kind of a thing. That's like, you get back out there. 
Are you saying this is a long COVID symptom? <laughs> it's which pull curtain, you know? Are you saying that you just, you, you, yeah. you're just, yeah, this is a long, you're, you're just I mean, excited. I'm suffering from my own version of long yeah, COVID. Which is, you gotta start conversations and I don't get out ways. much. But, you know, I'm just, you know, in a sense, it is what you see is what you get. Like, I'm being very sincere. I thought he and his girlfriend made great content. Yeah, and he just he just is his girlfriend. Right, I mean, it's actually a compliment. Some of the it's time. It's so convincing. Um, and he was like, yeah, I've been watching you guys since Chia Lincoln. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Maybe let's let's keep talking. We can still make this work. <laughs> have, I, have I screwed this up? I, so, the people that I. I don't like putting on airs. Okay, I'm, I'm not. I'm, and I'm not, I'm not saying you are. I just, I'll, the only thing I've said is that I say, tell me about your content. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's how I started. Yeah, I'm not saying that's an air. Um, so, that's a fair but question. But the thing, okay, so I, I have, I wanna talk to you about the people that I met and the way that I learned their story and then the way that I ended up hyping them up to other people at the Creator Summit. So. Okay. I don't know, I, I don't know how to walk up to this guy, I can't remember. Young guy, I think he's actually like 25 or so, but I didn't, I thought, you know, early 20s, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I'm like, just tell me, like, tell me your story, what, what do you do? And he's like, well, I used to work at Cold Stone. Fair. And I was like, well, I'm not interested in your resume. <laughs> like, I didn't ask you what you did before. <laughs> he's like, no, this is, uh, this is, pertinent information. He was like, I worked at Cold Stone and I put an iPhone like right here under my chin, giving you a POV of what I was doing at Cold Stone. And of course at Cold Stone, if you haven't been to one, if, uh, if you're outside of America, maybe you haven't been to one, but it, this is basically like where you're taking a ball of ice cream and rolling it around and mixing it up with the ingredients on like a piece of marble. Well, you're underselling it. I mean, they have two frozen mallets and they have, it's like, it's they, pretty awesome. They artistically mush the ice cream together and they call they, them they fold. fold. They fold, they the, fold the ice cream in with mix-ins. So he says, I started doing this and I was just doing these POV videos and posting them to TikTok originally. Yes. And they were getting all these views. People just love this content. And I'm like, okay, wow. I'm, I'm just, this is me in my mind. I'm like, wow, okay. He says, then uh, I started you know, I kind of talked to Cold Stone. Maybe it was going to become something where I'm, you know, I'm working for Cold Stone. Am I going to work for Cold Stone as a guy who makes these videos? Long story short is because Cold Stone is a typical corporation with a bunch of, you know, people who don't understand how this stuff works involved. They couldn't figure out a way to work with him in a way that made sense. So what did he do? He went and started his own ice cream shop. What? In New York City. Dang. And here's what he does. So first of all, his name's Dylan. Dylan Lemay. You probably, if you That's know, cool. if you know this content, you know this content because the dude's got millions of subscribers and all kinds of views and really the shorts so, on YouTube. So now, he, so eventually, and a lot of creators there at the at the summit were people who had gotten initial traction on TikTok, and then because of the YouTube Shorts program, you know, short vertical videos, sixty seconds or less they've gotten all this traction on YouTube and their subscriber counts have gone up really, really fast. So these people have grown faster on the platform in terms of views and subscribers than any previous generation of any wave of YouTube. Way faster, like ridiculously Tens of fast. millions of views on each short, maybe pushing 100 million views on a short. Yeah, and, I, and he's got some huge videos, but he makes multiple videos a day. 
So he opens up his ice cream shop called Catchin' Ice Cream, and it's, a, it's, it's basically a gimmick ice cream shop where this is where he makes his content. He's still doing his POV videos, but now he's got these balls of ice cream that have stuff on them or whatever, and he throws you the freaking ice cream and you catch it in a bowl at the place, catching ice cream. What? And so he's telling me what this story. What if you story. don't catch it? They clean it up and they give you another one. It, he says you'd be What if surprised. you don't catch that one? I, I, at that point, it gets uncomfortable and they begin to say, okay, listen, if, this, if you don't catch it this time, we're gonna kick you out. I asked him, <laughs> the, I asked him these same two questions. Uh, I what, never talked to this guy, I never what, met him. What happens if they miss it, what happens if they miss it again? And he was like, it doesn't happen. He I says, love your girlfriend in it. And then he was like, and sometimes you just take it and you just put, if, he, if they can't catch it, you just put it in there. <laughs> and this is a young kid. This is cool, You know, man. he's in his 20s. I, lo I love he's the He's had spirit. this crazy success. He's got this ice cream shop in Manhattan. They just literally opened just a couple months ago. So he's just trying to just manage all he this. He opened an ice cream shop to create YouTube shorts and TikTok content. It was that was the means to the it's end. It's basically taking short form traction through TikTok and YouTube shorts and immediately translating it into a brick and mortar business which happened at such a scale, I mean it's such a uh, a quick timeline. Anyway, so I'm talking to him. Did he throw anything in your mouth while you were talking? I, re I requested him to throw, at that point for the rest of the time there, I would go and just point at food and he would throw it in my mouth. That's how I consumed all the food for the rest of okay, the weekend. Okay, okay, cool. So I'm talking to, so I, I, I'm. Don't believe it. A, a night later, I'm gonna, I wanna, I'm sure you got people you wanna talk about too. I'm gonna finish the Dylan story because there's, uh, there's more people I'll come back to, but. So I had that conversation with him. The next night, I get into a conversation with somebody who's been on the platform for nearly as long as us, Linus Tech Tips. Mm -hmm. And so if you know, if you know, if you care about, you know, tech stuff and you watch YouTube videos, you already know about Linus Tech Tips. Huge channel, huge business. He's based in uh Vancouver, I believe. Vancouver. So and lots of lots of things in common with the way that he's built his business and the large business, a lot of employees. And so we, we had a long conversation just about what it's like to be a creator who started this channel and all of a sudden you're running this media company. A very cool conversation. Very Absolutely. Cool guy. Seven years ago at the first YouTube summit, we weren't talking to anybody who had 70 employees like I believe he has. Yeah, something like that. And, and now we have 130. You know, it's like this yeah. strange, phenomenon that we've been able to ride these waves. So like to be able to connect was, and yeah, I was in the I was in the beginning of that conversation. Well, and so I'm talking to him, we're getting to know each other as guys who are aware of one another but have never actually met and connected. Yeah. Dylan, ice cream man, comes into the conversation and I was like, I thought if, I, if, if Linus didn't know the, didn't know about him, I was like, hey, tell him. You know this guy? He's like, no, I said, tell him your story, man. Oh, you're a matchmaker. And um, you're connected. He was like, well, I make ice cream. I said, no, no, man, start from the Cold Stone. Yeah, I baby. I said, tell it like you told it to me. That's right. And he's telling it, and then I'm, I'm literally like, crying, like his dad. Oh, because I'm, I, I'm like, hey, what do you tell me? I'm in the ice cream shop. What do you do? What do you do when somebody drops it? I, I I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hyping him up, man. Yeah. Because he's too humble. He was just being too humble about yeah. it. I was like, dude. You gotta be full of yourself you work, and make it on YouTube. You worked at Cold Stone, and now you own, own your own ice cream shop in Manhattan because you can freaking film yourself do it. During that same conversation, 
Another guy. Crowdformed? Enters. Uh, again, if you know, you know, because these guys are so popular. Malad, okay? Very similar story. This guy, his parents own a subway. He's okay. doing the same thing. He's a sandwich artist filming himself making sandwiches. Are they now, holding the phone between their chin and their collar? Well, that, like, no, I or do they have a do they have like a harmonic mount? Maybe th they did that in the early days, but since then they have some sort of mount because that would be crazy. And this is what they do: they film themselves doing something, and then they vi do a voiceover, very calm voiceover, mm -hmm. that often is completely unrelated to the thing that they're making. It's 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 this kind of like break your brain a little bit if you're Gen X, <laughs> millennial, zennial, what we are. Okay. Um, because this is again, I'm sounding like an old man, but. Because it to me it's weird, right? You can't you can't break me. You're showing you me something, and you're answering a question that's unrelated. And yeah. this is what the kids want, man. Now sometimes it'll be like, "What's the craziest sandwich that I? What's the craziest sandwich that anyone ever asked for? It was meatballs and tuna." And he's making the meatballs and tuna, and then he turns the camera on himself and he eats it at the end. Oh, he you okay? So he does eat it. So this guy owns. I mean, this guy, uh, this guy's parents own a subway. I think they probably still do. He's still doing the sandwich thing, but now he's expanded his content. And he was one of the people that was like, I've been watching you since I was seven years old. And he is still doing this stuff. And then now he's doing something with Jimmy, with Mr. Beast. He's got some, he, he's like eating Mr. Beast burgers on his, I, but again, I, it was one wow. of those things that. It's cool, man. We get so in the, in the weeds necessarily with what we're doing, what we're trying to accomplish. And also with just running a business, it just takes time. Yeah, it was and nice so, to pull our heads out of each other's asses. And then, well, yeah, and then talking to these, these, for lack of a better word, kids who are making this content with an iPhone strapped onto a thing on their bodies, doing these POV content, and they've been watching us since they were kids, and they're doing this stuff that is so, like, yeah, we're doing food content, but it's two dudes at a desk trying things and making videos that are 15 to 20 minutes long, and we're doing what, what we do, and we're not gonna change what we do uh, to any yeah, great but I, degree, because it's a different thing. I could probably hold a phone between my chin. I mean, I can try it right now. But those kinds like, of stories, well, like the, ca the camera's, you, you'd be filming your goozle because the camera's the wrong way. Can you see me, me making a, uh, an ice cream? I, I think I, I, I think there are there Can are you see me? Can you see me making a sandwich? I, I think hard, that man. your shaky hands would disqualify you from doing that kind of content. But it was ins it was inspiring. It's inspiring to hear like, oh man, this is the only on the internet, only because of the internet and only because of social media platforms like YouTube can this kind of thing happen where you just, and it's, here's the thing I, I wanna be very clear about. Be clear. I, I don't look at this stuff and get, uh, annoyed or angry or I have, love it. or have this like what this is dumb he's just making sandwiches to me I'm like he's just making sandwiches and yeah it's crazy and <laughs> yeah it's cool and, and he's getting this kind of traction I love because it. he's doing more than that and he's got this POV not just the POV it's deceptively POV. brilliant yeah. because it's it's They're, they've created a genre of content they've created a new genre that I go home that night and I'm at a birthday party that I've taken Shepard to and I'm having dinner with uh, the parents of, of this kid and their like 12 year old daughter is there. 
and I'm telling them about my experience and I'm telling them exactly what I've just been telling you. This guy, this, this ice cream guy. And then the 12 year old girl who's completely a, 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 a consumed by her phone <laughs> looks up and says, you met Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and I was like, and I met Malad, just, you met Malad. And, and I go through the people that I met and who are making the short form stuff and it's like, this is what, this is what she's watching. I love it. Ear Biscuits is supported by DoorDash. I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house um, lately. I'm kind of, on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say, there's times when when you wanna crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, wanna get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all, beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code EAR. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. If I, I can't say it enough, I, I love it, it is inspiring. Meanwhile, I'm at the other end of the party with the group of people that I'm talking to and I'm like, I'm gonna sext my wife. And they're like, what? I'm like, see that, see that guy over there serving pasta next to a cheese wheel? There was a freaking cheese wheel that was like, he was scraping, using a hot spoon and scraping cheese out of this cheese wheel and putting it on pasta. And I'm like, here, get, take my phone, take a picture of me behind this cheese wheel and like Christy loves cheese. So she loves you. So take my picture. So I texted Christy and I said, Can I sext you? Now, you know what? I've you know what? I'm sorry to say I've never sexted my wife. I okay. just not that's just not something we've ever tried, you know? I'm sure you have. Hey, I'm red, I have. I've been sitting on this egg for a while. It's time to hatch it. Oh, I sexed my wife all the time. This isn't about you right now. Well, you just made it about me. I haven't sexted my wife. I've done other things with the phone. Okay, and great. I, and I don't mean I put it in things. I, I, I'm not saying you put that. it below your chin and I'm you just get, to, that's not to, a good angle I'm for it. I'm trying to create a new, a new genre. Top down. A video. That's just, well, okay. So anyway, she doesn't reply and I'm like, well, Take the picture and then send, so I get back in front behind, I asked the guy, I was like, do you mind if I take your spoon and stand next to the cheese wheel? And the first picture I took was like more of like a. Hold on, you took the chef's spoon? He was he was for it. Well. Uh, turns out they were taking pictures of me talking to the guy. So you can see that I'm getting consent in the pictures that I'm now showing. And then he moved, I was like, I, I don't, I had to explain to him, I don't want you in the picture, because he turned and started smiling at the camera, and I was like, I don't, this, I need to, I'm trying to sex my wife, I don't want you in the photo, can you just stand over here? 
And then I just stood in front of the cheese wheel. And at first I was like, oh, like I was just like, I don't know, splooging on the cheese wheel. I don't know. I just kind of go, you know, I was at a party. Yeah, you were. And, and then, then after that, uh, all of my friends got in the picture and we're like, we're taking pictures. All your friends? All my friends at the party that I'd make, no, I was you, making. You just, all the people that you just met. Yeah, 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 we were having a good time. And they were loving it. They were like, this is so crazy. I'm taking, picture, I'm taking pictures that Link's gonna send to his wife. And then uh, Christy never got she, back to me. Yeah, right. That night, and then um, was she asleep? She was. She was asleep. Okay. And then, um, so then, I actually I didn't send the picture because I was waiting for her to say yes. I would like for you to sext me or whatever she was going to say. And then when I woke up the next morning, um, she had said something I think, but it wasn't. I can't remember. It wasn't related. So then I was like, Oh no no no! This is what happened. I went back. When I got back to my hotel room and I'm like sitting there about to go to bed and like Christy had texted me by that point and I hadn't seen her response. So then I didn't, and then I knew that she, she was like, I'm going to bed. So I knew by the time I got to my room, she was asleep so that when she got my sext, it would be in the morning. So I was like, I don't wanna send the one where my eyes are rolled back in my head. I'm gonna send one that just kinda looks like I'm a normal guy in front of a cheese wheel. It's more of a morning Cheese sex. I thought you guys like to have morning sex though. Yeah, I just didn't feel like that's the type of thing she wanted to wake up to. So I sent her the other one okay. and like she, the good thing is she knew that like even though I was in party mode and making friends that I was thinking about her. Yep. And, um, and then the next morning everybody was asking like, what did she say, what did she do? And I told them what I told you and it was kind of like an anticlimactic <laughs> story. She, she, uh, she didn't respond. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 she thought uh, it was, she, she thought was it was, asleep. she said very sexy. Oh, she did eventually. So she pl that. she's pl she's playing along. Okay. Very sexy is is what she said. Uh, I did see that cheese wheel, and I because uh, what the guy was doing, uh, which again I didn't eat any of it though. Yeah. Well, this is this did is you the, eat the difference between me and you. I saw a guy uh, putting risotto into a cheese wheel of parmesan, mixing it into the to the parmesan, and then putting like truffles on top of it. And I didn't think about my wife. I thought about the risotto, and I wanted to eat it, and so I did. Oh, okay. um, I did think about my wife later, but in that moment, the cheese wheel definitely took up ninety nine point nine percent of my brain space. That's fair, and it was very good. Of course, I did take the plate of risotto around, and people were like, "What are you eating?" Because it was it just looked like slop on a yeah, just risotto on a plate. The only at thing a party. I ate was like they had like little little. Bites of chicken parm. That's several. And yeah, and I would, I took one, it would be one bowl with a little fancy schmancy little square of chicken parm. And then, so I took that one and then I took more because I realized, duh, I realized past tense that like I hadn't been eating, but I had been drinking. So you can kind of start to connect the dots. So, and I'm like, I need to eat. So then I just, I started so taking the. So that's how you realize that you need to eat. I, like, to, I need to eat versus I'm hungry and I don't want to eat. It's I'm like, not. I don't want to be belligerent. I need to eat. So then I had to like recreate a full chicken parm on one plate with like seven. Well, there was, was multiple, there was a lot, there was multiple foods. There was a. It was. I didn't I, want. I'll the tell other you ones. all about the food. I didn't want any of the other food because I went around. This is what this is what I do when I get to a party. 
I I go to the bathroom and you've already eaten everything once. No, I go around and I eat every single thing <laughs> because the foods get they change, they get cold. <laughs> I want to know what I like. I want to know what I want to go back for. So I got the chicken parm. They had an eggplant parm on the other side. They in between they had a cup of charcuterie that was like rolled up stuff in like cheese and salami and bread that was like artisanally put in this cup. I got that twice. I didn't even see that. And then they had the risotto. Uh, what else did they have? And then they had some dessert later on, which I also ate. And yeah. But lesson learned, don't get a drink and eat at the same time because then you've got, you're holding a drink and you've got a plate of food. Yeah. So you, you either drink first or mm -hmm. eat first, but don't do them at the same time. Right. And I had to learn that, that was my like COVID leftover, like forgetting how to go to a party. Cause I was sitting there talking to people and I had to drink and, and then I was looking for a table and then next thing you know, so I put my drink down on the table so I can eat and a waiter comes and takes it and I was like, I've completely- and One at a time. Complete party fell. But I think you're learning, I mean, if you're going to a party with us, just stick with Rhett. Like he not, he's like, hey, stand over here. Like when we went to the Rings of Power premiere, I took Lily, you took Shepard, so the four of us are hanging around and like Rhett comes up to me at at like when they start bringing food out and he's like, no, the, we had, we had split up a little bit. Yep. Lily and I met some other people and then all of a sudden, Rhett comes up to me and he's like, I figured out the best place to stand to get the food. They come out of this door right here. No, no, this isn't something I, I, I figure this out at every party. Yeah, what door do the people come out of with well, the food? There, there's a, and, there's so either, come over here. I was like, thanks. So at every party, <laughs> there is a kitchen, right? There is a there is a room or a kitchen in which the food is being prepped and delivered from, and that's the source. And you set up, and you don't want to you you, you don't want to like stand outside the kitchen. Yeah, you want like you were stalking. No, it. you want to be the first point that counts as being at the party. Yeah. But is it the first person that they run into when they come out? And here's what happens. So the people who serve at these parties, if you go to a premiere or you go to any of these parties where there's people walking around with plates of the food. The tray people. Would you like a so-so hummus? I mean, here's the thing about. Would the, you like a so-so raw thing? Now see, you're you're already making fun of these people. But these people who are have the trays, they're working class people, right? Well, not, to, come on, don't make me the bad no, guy. No, 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 here's what I'm saying. The only safe. normal people at these parties, and I'm talking about typical like premieres and Hollywood parties, are the people serving the food. The Everyone people. else is a is a full of themselves celebrity like me and you. True. Okay. And so, but here's here's what you learn really quickly is that the people serving the food who are just people trying to make it, just they might be an actor, a struggling actor, a struggling artist, but they're at this party. I can't believe you're making it about this. And no, seriously though, what they want to do is they don't like walking around with this food and having these people who are so full of themselves turn Sometimes their noses up at the food. Belligerent people. Turn they, these these people, especially in LA, they turn their noses up at food. What Jesse and I, because Jesse's just like me, she, she wants to eat just like me. Yeah, that doesn't fit my diet. She and I have figured out that you make friends with the tray people. And then they're like, every time I go to this couple, they get they say yes to whatever I bring them. And the big man drains it. And so it's like they get their quote. You, you become you a get magnet their quota. for the food people. Yeah, and you can have like normal conversations with them too because they're not putting on airs. They're not there to impress. Yeah. They're there to work. 
And I just find like, that you come can have get a, me, come get me when you bring in a slider you can have, out, and, homie. I I was at uh, we went to one premiere, and on the way out, one of the tray guys came up and he was like, "Hey, I'm wearing Josh Scherer's pants." <laughs> That's mythical chef Josh. Yeah, I was like, "What?" He's like, "I'm Josh's brother-in-law." <laughs> <laughs> And he had, he, I have I, to be a trade person and I needed pants. He had just, just moved in, I think he just moved into town or whatever and he was like, <laughs> I had to do this last that's, minute and I needed great. pants and I'm using, I'm wearing Josh's pants. But I'm I thought you, those are the people that you wanna talk to at a party, the people with the food. I thought you were gonna say when we were leaving the Rings of Power uh, premiere and if you've watched Rings of Power, like in the first two episodes, there's this guy who, oh, yeah. he comes down in a comet, okay, and he lands, <laughs> And like this precursor to a hobbit, or basically a, a migratory hobbit, finds this naked dude. Have you figured out who he is? You've, I, I haven't watched past the first Well, by the time this comes out, I think people will know, it's, but that's not really what this is about. At this point in the story, you don't know who this mysterious guy is. I think it's Gandalf. It's not. You fell from the sky, he fell from the sky, and he's like, he makes fire around him, but he doesn't, Nothing's hot to the touch, and he doesn't. He he has amnesia, and he's big. But he's got a lot of hair, and he's a he's a skinny a white guy with a big beard. And as you were leaving the premiere, when we had just watched these first two episodes, and everybody's like, "Who is this guy?" And it's like, "It's not Gandalf. Shut up about that." Mm. What this a woman comes up to you and says, "What?" She said, "Did you? Did you, you played you played the wizard." in the show. And I was like, thank you, yes. <laughs> She's like, you did great. I was like, I appreciate that. It's like he didn't have any lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Multiple he did, people have text, have, he have just, tweeted he, at me saying. He just laid down in the fetal position and like People a think comic. it's me. Like people on the internet think it's me. It's just a guy with long hair and a beard. I don't know, there's not many of us. There's not many yeah, of there's us. not many of it you. Might, I mean, it might be Rhett. <laughs> it's gotta be Rhett. I just didn't want to get into the conversation of like, I, she. Well, here's what I thought. It, my brain was working really quickly as I was leaving. You were leaving, and I first said of to all. myself, "I don't want to have this conversation." But also, if I say yes to this, she gets to go home saying, "I, I met, met that guy." I met that guy, and so I just thought I would. So give I don't her know who experience. he is. Yeah. What character he plays? The stranger is what, what um, he's been called. Two other guys I met, which again, just it is, I'm back to the YouTube summit. This is uh, capturing the, the specificity, man. Another guy comes up, again, this guy was, had watched our content since he was a kid, and I was like, what do you do? And he says, I make dental content. Dental Digest. What? And then he shows me his channel, and I immediately am like, oh boy. It's like 10 million subscribers, um, millions, millions of views. Of views. He showed you his channel on his phone. Yeah, this yeah. is like a this is like a, his version of a business card. I but I asked him. I asked is him he, what his channel was. Is he working on people's mouths? Is he? Is it tooth extraction? Like I'm I'm not into that. He, no, he is eating candy. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. First of all, he's in dental school. He's going. He, he's going to be a dentist, y'all. Okay. He eats candy, and then he brushes his teeth. Yes. 
He brushes his teeth? So he's like, these Mexican candies versus cat, uh, my teeth versus these. It's basically like, eat a bunch of candies from a particular place or whatever, and do they cause cavities? And the way that he finds this out, again, this is a dental student, he brushes his teeth and then he checks the pH of his teeth, of his mouth, because the pH of your mouth after you, one of the reasons that you get cavities apparently is the pH changes that take place when there's all these sugar bugs, or not sugar bugs, but <laughs> sugar in, their, in your mouth. Sugar bugs. Well, Are those his words or yours? I think he does use the word sugar bugs because I think bacteria uh, feed on sugar when it's in your mouth and so it does promote the growth of unhealthy bacteria which then contributes. I don't know how the teeth work. I didn't go to dental school. And I don't I haven't watched much dental digest other than what I was shown in the moment. But then But he brushes his teeth. And he the brushes end. his teeth. Oh, so I talked to this guy for quite some time. He had a lot of questions about growing a business and uh, I was And happy. you had a lot of questions about brushing your teeth. I did. I was like, tell me about those Mexican candies again. <laughs> so then Literally 30 minutes later, I start talking to another guy and I'm like, what do you do? And he's like, uh, I make dental content. What? And I was like, whoa, 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 like, whoa. We've already there's, spoken. There's not many people here, bro. I just talked to another guy. He's like, oh yeah, I know, I'm Dental Digest, yes. And this is a guy who's a little bit older who is an orthodontist. Again, these- That's a different thing. I know, but he is making like, he's also. He, they should team up. He's doing multiple things, so this is. Like the, the dental Power Rangers. He's the Bentist. Like, I guess his name's Ben, the Bentist. And so he's got his content that's doing great, doing great on shorts as well. And he's got a whole different thing where he's like answering questions. He does a lot of different things based on like quickly looking at his channel. But we got in a group of, I don't know, a hundred of these YouTubers, um, that have been invited to this event because wow. they're, things are really, really working on the platform for them. Two of them, two percent of them, are dental guys, and this content is just so popular. It's crazy, man. Like everybody's got teeth. I mean, a lot, most people. Wow. Uh, and then I, meanwhile, I'm on the other side of the party, like having my cheese wheel sexed fun. Yeah. Man. And I look, I look, I look over there. And one of the people I'm, I'm just talking to, I, well, I talked to the guy who turned out to be an NFL long snapper. And then his wife comes over, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'll be damned if that's not an Olympian. Like that is, I know who that is. I know who that is, but I don't wanna have to ask her who she is because I've seen her on a box of Wheaties. But her name is on her tag, and it's Sean Johnson. And I looked at her tag, and it says Sean Johnson. Well, actually, it said Sean. She's my new best friend, Jenna. Are you freaking out? I am freaking you out. Want, you want you want to text her? Yes. Yeah, we can do that right now. I we, did not we... say sext her, by the way. I'm not. So it's actually so it's Sean East because she she married Andrew East. And here's the thing. I love both of them. I am obsessed. Hey guys, love you. Here's the thing about we have some I, fun. I I I I I'm a big fan of both of them. Andrew. In particular, they do be, family vlogging be, now because he is a long snapper, and I am recently obsessed with long snapping <laughs> because I listened to this episode on some podcast where they were talking about long snappers. And again, if you're not familiar with football, this is the guy. Don't who, say it with that tone. This is the guy who bends over and <laughs> throws the ball between his legs to like a punter or somebody who's kicking the, uh, about to hold the ball, to kick the ball. And so is he a short ways away? He's a long he's ways away. He's a long away. ways away. And it's this position that was 
marginalized for many, many years because it would be like long snappers. Over the years, as the specialization of different positions has developed in the NFL. It's kinda like a mirror of YouTube. The importance of a, the long snapper is so important. In fact, the, 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 the joke is, if you hear a long snapper's name during the game, that means they screwed up because no one's gonna be like, the long snapper did a great job tonight. You only find, if that's your job. If you yeah. screw it up, that's when people find out. And the long snapper for the Carolina Panthers is J.J. Jansen, who's been, he's, hasn't, he's like been, he hasn't missed a game in like 12 years. I think he holds the current record of any active player or something. But I was just fascinated with this position and I find out Andrew was a long snapper for I knew like it. 10 I kn years. I knew you were gonna be, enamored with him once I passed him off to you. And, uh, but he came back to me the next morning and asked me if I was always like this. Right, and uh, I, he didn't ask me any questions like that. But I asked him a lot of questions about long snapping and uh, it was just, it was fascinating to get Do to Do they know get hit snapping. hard? Because you, the reason why you're snapping it so long is so that the punter has more time to punt it. You have to block. So, and then you block, you're, you're, getting, you're getting damaged. Well. First of all, he had a pretty face. You have to be well. He's wearing a helmet. You have to be. Good for him. If if, there, if you're at any position on the football field, you're you're going to be in shape and you're going to be relatively big, I guess, unless you're like the kicker. Play for the Redskins. So this are they still called the Redskins? Nope. Well, when he played, they were called the Redskins. Yeah, I think it's called the Washington Football Team now, and I don't know if they've got a new name. I don't. He played for multiple teams. They but, don't. They don't have a mascot at all. They were like, "Screw it." We've no, screwed, I think they're we've coming. Totally messes. They're up. coming up with a new one. We're, we're not even going to mascot territory. But, uh, but you, you after as soon as you snap it, you have to turn. You have to block somebody. But you're blocking somebody who's really close to you, and then you're probably just wrapped up with them for the most of the play. So, what did you you talk to him about this? No, I just said, "Hey, uh, no joke. I'm not just saying this because you're a long snapper, but I'm kind of obsessed with." Long snapping. Ever since I heard about this, the specialization of this position and how they're now recruiting kids in middle school oh. to become long snappers, and there's a couple of long snapping coaches. He was like, "Yeah, so and so and so and so." Of course, he knew who these people were, and, and he's also a long snapping coach. Oh, isn't this the thing that once, like in the past year or two, they changed college regulations to where? You can sponsor people. You can sponsor people, and your idea was for us to have a mythical long snapper. Yeah. Well, we originally my my initial idea before I became obsessed with long snappers was to just sponsor like a weird position, and then I find out about long snappers. That's and I'm like, it. That's it. Let's do it. And I don't necessarily know if we need to sponsor one. We what if we sponsored all of them. a bunch of long snappers? Yeah. Let's 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 really. Like this, like the long snapper fund. Right, so Andrew, we're gonna be talking to you about I about talked to him this. about it, I told him the idea. I said, we've been talking about it, there could be some Oh, you talked to him about that. Yeah, yeah. I said like, I, can, there, I feel like there's content here. You know, follow a long snapper through the season because it's such a specific position. So listen, don't do that show before we do. If you see a long snapper show, I don't know think, that somebody stole our idea. I don't think it can be done without us. I mean, we're obviously very instrumental in whatever long snapper content makes its way on the internet. Oh, no, but I, I do wanna I, do it. I think we will be instrumental. Well, the, the thing that I talked to him about was, um, he told me this story that he was in, uh, uh, when he was in a, I think he, he was in a fraternity or he went, to a, he went to a party with some of his teammates and he he did not drink. So he said, instead of drinking, I'm gonna do, the gallon challenge. So every, every time you drink 
alcohol, I'm gonna drink milk until I've drunk a whole gallon of milk because you know they say you can't do that. Right. And I'm not condoning for anyone to do that because I don't know what it does to your body, but apparently at a certain point. Milk does the body good. I remember Jason Batson, I told him this, I was like, when we were in middle school, one day he did, he got all the everybody's milk cartons <laughs> and a, a, like a gallon equivalent of milk cartons and over that lunch period, like people just started hearing the murmurs of like, Jason Batts is doing, he's gonna drink a gallon of milk today. He wasn't drinking a gallon of milk because we didn't really understand the gallon challenge at that point. It was just Jason Batson's gonna drink all the milk. <laughs> it, was, it was much and less calculated. You, much like the gallon challenge, he, he just upchucked everywhere. It was, he was embarrassed. Listen, I don't even think he got into double digits. Oh my gosh, it was bad. With you. It, it, it didn't, it, it ended quick for him. So he told me that, um, yeah, he went to this party. He went to this frat party after he had been like participating in his his challenge. And right when he got to the party, he had to run to the bathroom and he said that like it was one of those things it's like you know you're getting to the door and it's just like you just can't hold it anymore and just like as he flung the door open, he just like vomited everywhere in this house. He's like, "You wonder how you wonder how it just gets everywhere, like how somebody just totally destroys a bathroom. It's like, well, I know because I was that guy. And I was like, and then how long did you spend in there just trying to clean it up? He was like, no time at you, all. Yeah, you gotta leave. You gotta get out of there. So then I told him my story of like when we were in Park City and we met uh, our high school friend Eric and I, I'm really developing a reputation here. I don't really drink that much, but when I do, I. I really have a story to tell. I don't really drink that much, but when I drink, I drink that much. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was just felt really sick the next day and we sat at this coffee shop and I was embarrassed to tell him that I was hung over and like the sun was just baking in and baking in. And at least my recollection now is that he ordered some food. I think it was an egg, but I don't know what it was. And it was I, a raw egg. It, it, was, made it was like me, a sunny side up egg. It made me sick to look said. at it and I ran to the bathroom and the same thing happened to me. I was like, dude, I know how you feel. And then I just hurled on every vertical surface in that bathroom. But then I just spent the next 15 to 20 minutes just like pulling paper towels out and yeah. just like mopping everything down. And then I come back out finally and uh, you're like, what happened? I was like, no, nah, it just, there was a line. I don't remember what I said, yeah, but I yeah. felt horrible. I've actually felt better. Going very slow. That's what I talked to him about. So no real long snapping. Uh, you didn't. And no, I, w I asked him at one point if he was ever in the Olympics. He said no, and I, I just gave him a hard time. I don't that. know if I've he ever... was like, I played in the NFL. I was like, yeah, but you you weren't on a Wheaties box. I don't know if I've ever met a gold medalist. She before. was also on a Cheerios box, and I was like, that's the ticket, oh, girl. And, and also, let me say that uh, Andrew and Sean were on our our team. We divided up into teams, and our team. But now, first of all, a scavenger it was a scavenger hunt. hunt and that involves some athletic stuff. And I looked at our team and I was like, we have a former NFL player and a, an Olympian on our team. If we don't win. It's a problem. It's a problem, and we did, we won. It's a problem. Team Yellow won the whole thing. Um, but just the aspect of, I mean, between all the goofing off, it like you're saying, it was nice to have um, conversations with people where they valued our experience and we were fascinated with theirs and how there's so much overlap in where they're going and what they're trying to build and what we're already what we've already built in a lot of ways 
and just how we can kind of pay it forward and help them out. But also there's so much for us to learn at the same time because like the emphasis on shorts is a, is a, is a totally new thing for YouTube, like grappling with the TikTok of it all. And um, so it, this, everyone there has a spirit of taking these tools and what the algorithms, how they behave, being a student of finding the intersection between technology and self-expression to reach an audience and connect with them. And I, and I just found that very invigorating. You know, and it was, it was, it was cool to be seen as people who were OGs, still relevant and valuable to their experience. I mean, Stevie was invited to be a a speaker, one of the speakers there, talking about uh, there were like four breakout sessions that everybody could go to, and they happened twice, so they ended up being like small groups. So she came to Palm Springs to talk about building a team, which a lot of YouTubers are interested in doing and it's 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 a hard thing to figure we, out. We weren't allowed to see her though. We we weren't I did see her. How did you see her? I walked up to her before her thing and she was and she immediately started laughing because I was wearing my my glasses and my shorts and my Palm Springs shirt and she was like, "You really look Palm Springs right now." It's like, "Well, <laughs> I'm having a ball." And she was like, "Well, you got to get out of here." But I was, you know, I'm I'm proud of what we have at Mythical. That it's not just about the two of us. It's about our team and like Stevie represented and being there and like lots of people, like even people who've been around the block many times, like Marquez, saying he got a lot out of her um, her session. It's it's really cool. And then they had this thing called a magic mirror where you could go up to it like a mirror, mirror on the wall. You ask them something about YouTube and then you get a response. And I don't know exactly how it worked, but we were supposed to go in and answer people's questions, but we interacted with the mirror. There was a guy, I don't know if you knew this, Rhett, but there was a guy behind the mirror, he was speaking through a speaker, so it looked like the mirror was talking. I know which guy it was too. And then when we came out, after interacting Found with this out. guy, like the YouTube person was like, how did it go? And I was like, honestly, he was kind of an asshole. And then you said, uh, well, Link, he's a mirror. He's just reflecting back what he gets from you. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, That's ding, pretty ding, fair. Ding, ding. <laughs> so, uh, but he was a fan. So like we were giving yep. each other, I, he knew who we were. We, I was giving him a hard time. He's a freaking mirror. He was playing a character. Well, one of the things too. I didn't hurt his feelings, I don't think. No, one of the things that um, I'll say is obviously, okay, YouTube, not perfect, right? YouTube is a is a corporation. Obviously, their goal as part of Google is to grow, make money, right? Um, but we have, over the course of this our career, gotten to know the people who work at YouTube. And when it comes to places where you can make videos, right? If you're just a creator and you say, okay, well, I can make videos on TikTok, I can do things on Instagram, I can do things on Facebook, I could do things on whatever the platform is. And we do things everywhere. We put content everywhere, but there's only there's one platform in which you actually have a connection with the people who are making these decisions and feel like, oh, if I have a complaint or if I have this idea or, it's, it, and obviously 
it's, we're privileged in that we've been on the platform for a really long time and we have a lot of subscribers and we have a big, so that we, and not everybody ha, has no, that. No, it's true but, of a certain level of creator. But what, I, what ultimately I'm saying is that they're not doing a perfect job by any means, but they're doing a much better job. There isn't a close second. There's no other platform that is actually catering to and listening to uh, the creators and understanding that the people who make the content on their platform are the heart and soul of the platform. And people get mad at YouTube because they, you know, people get mad at everybody about everything. That's just kind of the way the world works now. Uh, and so if you can get mad at somebody about something, you're gonna find a way to do it. And you're gonna go on Twitter and you're gonna say something. But I'm just gonna say firsthand, we've, there, there's, no, there's no summit for any other platform. There's no, time, there's no place where you actually know multiple people who work for this corporation and you know them and you consider them, oh, hey, so-and-so, I've seen you multiple times at multiple events. I kind of consider you a friend. Like, they are doing a good job of connecting with and listening to the people who are the heart and soul of their platform. And I gotta hand it to them. I mean, that's why if we can make it to events like that, we're going to. We A lot of times we can't because of our schedule. But I think it's because you get the sense that, first of all, I'm gonna get to meet other people who I can relate to, who do what we do. We're gonna learn things. We're gonna make important connections. But we're also gonna say, well, okay, well, what's coming down the line now? Like, what is important to YouTube right now? And how can we, how does that make us better creators on, on this platform? And how do we do a better job of connecting with our fans mm -hmm. and, and continuing to, to run a healthy business? There's not many opportunities like that outside that. Yeah, and it rejuvenated, you know, it, it, it rejuvenated my energy to continue to pay it forward to other creators. And you know, with our mythical creator accelerator, where we're literally investing money into other creators' businesses to help them accelerate their building their own brand, not in the same way that we did, but in a in a similar in their own their own to build yeah. their own version of what we've built with mythical, is an exciting aspect of of what we're literally investing in, and so it's rewarding to have those conversations with other creators and know that they that it can be a mutually beneficial relationship and there's there's a lot more potential there. Um, my one feedback for YouTube though, at a certain time it, it got a little corporate when they were like, we're all eating lunch and they're like, you gotta get to the next session, the next like programming session. But everybody said, the content is about to start. And then you start walking and somebody else would say, the content is this way. It felt weird. It's like. You, you, you don't you don't, don't use the word content so much. The it's content. like it's a it's a session. It's the stuff. A, it's the, the stuff. It's the, the stuff is this way. I mean this this the session. The program is about to begin. The thing you're looking for is this way. The content is about to start. It's like hey, you know that 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 word. You're stretching it too thin. YouTube. Mm, okay. Work good, on it. Good feedback. You 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 getting a you getting a little too. What's it called? Bubbleized here. One thing that I will say, um, there's always a little bit of swag at these events, and there's usually a piece of clothing. Mm -hmm. And I think this year, I got my favorite one ever. I brought it. Oh, Show really? <laughs> Dr. Emily was not there. She did not bring swag. Oh, he's off. He's trying to get off camera. He's gonna make a reveal. There it is. Hello, I'm very comfortable in my robe. Oh, what's that you say? What's my YouTube channel? Huh. 
good mythical morning. Can you read that? Jenna, you're exactly right. She said, you look like you're wearing a circus tent. I love this. It's a terry cloth robe that you, I mean, put a, put a pole in the middle of it, man. So are you telling me that well, you're- You could have said, there already is one. Well, here's the thing. Literally, a week before the Creator Summit, I was on Amazon. I go on Amazon sometimes and other websites. I'm not just exclusive to Amazon. I like that prime shipping though. Jeffrey Bezos. Looking for robes. <laughs> I got a robe. I know, but I don't. That one. <laughs> and now I got this one. And here's the thing about this robe is that it's not technically reversible, but it might as well be. Yeah, you ha you're, it's like you're wearing a different color no, circus is, tent. No, I only do this between December, uh, <laughs> December 18th, my wife's birthday, and January 1st. I'm gonna wear this every day. Yeah, you're candy cane. Yeah, I'm a candy cane man. Don't encourage him. <laughs> I mean, look at that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm the most relaxed Santa there's ever been. I'm like. <laughs> we had fun, didn't we, Rick? Oh, and we got massages. We didn't give each other massages. You didn't make that joke when we showed up at the massage uh, parlor. <laughs> I was just say parlor, <laughs> the spa at yeah. the same time. Yeah, but we that did was that. A, that was nice. Thanks that was for, nice. Yep. Glad you added that. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying I saw myself in this This podcast robe. is over. Don't start talking about massages. Oh, no, I'm just saying that like it was, you know, I hadn't had one of those in years. We gotta close this thing down. Yep, so we have fun. I gotta, it's my wreck. Yeah. Baby wreck, baby one, two, three, four. Um, if you're into hip hop like I am, then you already know about this. I don't need to tell you, but I just wanna validate what you already know to be true is the new J.I.D. album, The Forever Story is really good. Um, so if you're, if you haven't listened to the album, you should, and if you have, you should watch his Tiny Desk concert, that NPR series. It's nice, it's nice, it's nice. He's, he's. Three, three nices mm. from Link Neal. All right, what are we doing next week? Do we know? We do know, we wrote it down, but I don't know at this moment what it is. Oh, we're gonna be talking oh, about crap. what scares us the most. What because scares it's us October, the most? And that's the month where you got to be real scared of things. We're gonna take your call-ins. We're prepping them up. What? Oh, that's the week after. So maybe you can still call in. So what scares us most is next week. Yeah, not what scares you the most. And then what? And then after that, it's things that be, have scared you the most. It's gonna be like is the following week. Things that you. Is that too redundant? No, because there's people talking about like. Paranormal, spooky, supernatural, crazy shit that's we, happened to you. We shouldn't have we, we shouldn't have these programmatic conversations within the podcast. Well, but I was just trying to make it a legitimate teaser. Yeah. Uh, what is it? What is our number? One eight eight earpod one. And don't forget to talk about ear biscuits on the internet with hashtag ear biscuits because we will find you. And you know what? Have a baby. I don't give a shit. Hello, Red and Link. I was just listening to your latest Ear Biscuits release, and I really want to thank you, too, for talking about local elections. You started to talk about, you know, the possibility of being a mayor of a town. Um, I have served on my small town city council, and I am currently running to be in my state's legislature in the Georgia State House of Representatives. Um, you are very correct in saying that these Hyperlocal elections are incredibly important. Uh, if you really want to start affecting change literally right outside your own front door, 
Uh, it's not about being president of the United States. It's, it's about being uh, on those groups of people that help make decisions about how your city is developed and planned and run. You are very correct about if you're doing it right, it is an act of service. That's why I like to describe myself as a public servant rather than a, a politician. I'm a public servant first and a politician second. So I will see you guys at Mythicon. Thanks for all you do. Good mythical greetings to you. My name is Matt out of Alabama, and I just thought you guys should know that I have a recurring dream where I travel to your studio uh, on a sweepstakes of some kind, and I desperately try to convince one of you or Stevie to give me a job in HR for some reason. To be clear, I love my job, and I don't think I would take another offer, but that's a dream I have, and I apologize. I don't know. Hey, Rhett and Link. This is Paige from Detroit, Michigan, and um, I just wanted to let you guys know that um, my dog with anxiety loves to listen to you guys. I mean, I love to listen to you guys, too, but she loves to listen to you guys while I'm gone. She It, it helps her so much. She just sits on the couch and curls up and listens to you guys um, while I'm gone. So just to let everybody know that, that your podcasts are for dogs too. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. We love you. Bye.